Welcome, friends, to Spiritual Caffeine, the energy podcast that's good for you, unlike other certain caffeinated drinks that we won't name that we might be addicted to. So today's podcast is such a special one because it involves three amazing people who are easing on down the road. What, what, what? So who's easing? Why are they easing? Where are they easing to? What's it all about? Three amazing people, James, Katrina, and Paul. Let's meet them. Come join me, friends. This is episode 17, Walk for Peace 2020. Welcome. Hello, James and Katrina. How are you guys doing today? Hey, Dana. Doing well. Thank you. You were... We're so excited to be here with you. I'm so grateful that you guys could come on and um, not just just come on, but like actually stop your walk for a little bit and get over to some Wi-Fi so we could actually record. So thank you very much. And I understand maybe possibly later on we'll have Paul join us. So that would be really cool. Yes. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Uh, Why don't we just start out by telling anyone who's listening, what is this crazy thing you're doing? (laughs) <laughs> yeah of course yeah so and, let me give and, you some context um yeah uh, first so it makes sense so um as all of you know this year has been crazy for a lot of people I think a lot of people had plans and um I know for myself I, I had different plans to to travel um I was planning on going to London and France later this year for a concert I was going to do this hike in Spain um, the Camino Santiago, it's a, it's a hike that Paul had done several years ago um, with his school, UVU. Shout out to UVU. Um, and um, I was also planning on going to Columbia to uh, go to my brother's wedding. He's getting married um, this weekend. Okay, wait, hold up. So, oh, hold yes. up one second. Shout out to Columbia. Oh, yeah? yeah? Yes. I have a yes. son who uh, was a missionary there until COVID. Now he's been relocated no to the state oh, of Texas. But, oh, that's... But what part of what part of Columbia? Oh, yeah. So she, so, um, she is, by the way, so she's a convert to the church. So any of the listeners, um, she joined the church in October. She's from Bogota, Colombia. She came here to study. Um, she's amazing. She speaks and teaches French. And so I'm really excited to have her as a part of the family. And um, I'm actually going to be going back um, on Wednesday to help cater the wedding. And so we have all these plans um, to make this a special, special weekend. Right. And so, yeah, we're just really excited. So, um, kind of going back to, you know, the plans that we had, right. Um, everything just changed because of COVID. Right. And, um, the company I was working for, uh, pretty much laid everyone off. And I was working at the time for a digital marketing agency. I was their lead copywriter. So I'd work with a lot of these influencers, um, you know, writing stories and writing copy. And um, I was really getting um, into my career. And when COVID hit, it changed everything. We stopped doing live events and just changed the dynamic. So I was focusing on um, building my freelance business. And um, it was around this time that Paul was teaching um, US history government down in Phoenix. And 
I was ending for him. The school year was ending for him. And so I decided to fly down to Phoenix. We're going to do this road trip from Phoenix to San Francisco. Well, this was uh, beginning of June. So like June 1st. Okay. And so we were in Laguna Beach. We're visiting um, a friend slash client of mine that lives in Laguna Beach. And we're driving to San Francisco. And this was around the time of uh, all these protests and riots that were going across the country. And I'm scrolling through Instagram and noticing all these black screens, right? It's kind of this symbol for a lot of people um, of, um, you know, supporting Black Lives Matter, right? Right. And, you know, um, amongst all this chaos, I'm just thinking to myself, there's got to be more than just posting a black picture to make a difference, right? And I'm saying this out loud, and I mentioned it to Paul, and Paul it's funny because Paul earlier that week, Paul had mentioned something just really random. And he was like, I just feel like I need to go on a long walk. And I'm like, okay, like, you know, we're over here by the beach. Maybe we just, you know, walk alongside the beach. <laughs> but he, then he mentioned this. He said, why don't we do a walk for peace from coast to coast, San Francisco to DC. Now I serve my mission in Washington, DC. Um, and so it's, it's a really special place for me. And so, and Paul grew up in San Francisco. So, um, when he said that, I just knew like, this is what you need to do. So that's a little bit of context of why and what happened with this. Yeah, script. Like, like, why not? Let's just start in 24 hours. Let's just do this. Why not? Yeah. That's what it felt like when they told me what they were doing. I talked to Paul the first time and he said, Hey, so I'm going to, I'm going to walk. So Paul was moving into Utah and we had all made yeah. plan, plans as friends to do things. He's like, Hey, so all those friend plans that we all made probably won't happen because I am walking across America. And I was like, well, like, don't, don't want to say to you there, but have fun, you crazies. Right. And then James and I were working on uh, like a side project together, just uh, kind of just off, off of this. And he said, well, what would you do if I took James with me? Hypothetically, he said, could you do the project without James? And I didn't get it. I was like, oh, no way. James is my right hand man. I couldn't do without him, blah, 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 blah. And he goes, well, you might have to. And I was like, oh my gosh. So I came out here to follow James so we could still work on our project. <laughs> it's been a month and a half and I'm still stuck out here and we haven't worked on our project. But, oh my goodness. You know, I came with them to help out. Um, and yeah, we, what they're doing is just so awesome. And let me just say this real quick is we, this would be really, we, our first intention was to do this just with us, Paul and me. We, this would be almost impossible to do without Katrina here. So we're so grateful that Katrina is out with us. That's really cool. Why don't you just, sorry, what'd you say, Katrina? It just helps to have a car and a means of getting to civilization and replenishing with food and water every now right. and again, somewhere to switch out. Yeah. Right. Like if you had planned this maybe 12 months ago, there might be a different way of doing it. But really, seriously, this was like, let's do this. You win? You win? Yeah. You win? Yeah, <laughs> totally. It was literally two weeks. I, I had sold my car. I had sold really everything I had, my, the place I was living in and just got, we, we plugged it into Google. We're like, this is the route we're taking. We're going to do our best, but let's just do it. Let's not wait to make this perfect. Let's just get started. <laughs> yeah. Cause there's like a perfect way to rock across America. Right. Exactly. <laughs> let, let's, you told a little bit uh, about the why, I mean, what the impetus was, but can you go into a little more detail about what are your hopes for walking across America? Someone could be thinking, okay, good for you. How is that going to make a difference? What are your hopes? Yeah. Um, and, and maybe, uh, maybe a little bit of a uh, fly on the wall discussion of, 
of when you guys just started saying, well, okay, let's do it. But why are we, what do we hope to accomplish? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a great question, a very valid question. And this is something we have to revisit all the time is, um, you know, it's just us walking across the country is obviously, it's, it's inspiring to a lot of people and it's, you know, but that alone isn't enough. Um, that's the way I see it. So there's, there's two ways to look at it. Um, we hope to inspire people collectively, like as a nation, be able to share these stories. So the idea is, because we've had a lot of people suggest to us, well, why don't you guys bike across America? Or there's actually um, some guys that are scootering across America right now. They're on TikTok and it's kind of fun to watch, right? But um, this is a lot bigger than us, right? And so um, this is, this reminds me of, I served a mission, right? And so this kind of reminds me of being on mission. You, you know, you tend to reach more people when you're walking and especially when they're seeing people or two guys walking on the side of the road or through a city or neighborhood, you get asked like, what are you doing? Like, why do you have this backpack? You know, it's kind of, it opens up a discussion, right? So that's the first, that's the idea is that we initiate this dialogue with people and um you know i wanted to be able to use my talents I, I feel like god has given me certain talents to be able to communicate messages and stories and inspire people and so i want to be able to use my talents i could have you know easily just been at home you know working for my computer you know been quarantined right and i was writing for like a lot of really big influencers but there's just something inside me telling me that like, I need to start, like I need to get on the ground and share these stories, right? So that's the other part. Then there's the other side that I know Paul will really resonate with, which is finding inner peace, you know, walking, especially walking across America allows for that time to, you know, communicate with God and to really get to know yourself. And so that's the, I don't want to set it up like this, but like, it's almost like we're trying to encourage people to make time to walk, right? And to get outside of the house. I know a lot of people have been quarantined. Get out of the house, walk, find peace, find inner peace. And I think a third part, <clears throat> a third part of that that I've been able to observe kind of as a, um, a bit of a fly on the wall participant is it's everything that James said and it's everything that Paul intends in terms of inner peace. And I think it's also as we try to spotlight some charities and just some good causes as we head across the country, um, and then kind of what you're doing, like shining a light on these, on the individual lives and the individual stories of people that have just touched our lives as we've done this walk, as we've gone on this journey. Um, I think we're kind of trying to, like Paul says, raise the vibration, if you will, you know, like put a little more positivity out there and hopefully leave a good streak where we go, be it on social media or physically as we pass through these towns. Um, and like I'm always saying, like the irony is as we try to come out here and do a little bit of good, you know, I think we've been given a lot more opportunities to be the recipients of help than to actually give help ourselves. So at first it was a little frustrating, like, hey, we're supposed to be doing the good and everyone else is serving us. But um, if it blesses them to serve us, then I guess, you know, we're humbly, you know, grateful that we could have participated in that way. But I think um, definitely being touched by the, the stories and the individual lives of people that have shared their lives with us I mean, you can't, you can't plan, we can go into this later, but I was saying like, you can't book this vacation where like, we've literally been invited into people's homes. Like no one would vacation to tone upon Nevada, you know, but we went there and we, we talked to people at Boots on the ground. I, I shouldn't say that. I'm just saying, you know, like, I'm sure you could, it's a lovely town, you know, shout out to tone but like the, the experiences that we get w with people having such an interest in what they're doing 
you know, we've slept over, we've had meals with people, we've, we've really been invited uh, into people's lives in a way that is such an honor to get to know these people and to see the good that they do. And as we see that, we try to turn around and at least showcase it on social media to give it back. Yeah. So I, I think this just, let's just pause for a minute because I, I, I want to really delve into this a little bit, this idea of, okay, I'm, cause I'm sure you've got like a, a timeline of when you think you're going to reach DC. But, but before we get to that, I mm. love this mindful consciousness this, this conscious decision to say to yourselves, okay, it's not like, how soon do we get there? It, it is about the journey. It is about making time to, to take, to make connections with people along the way. Otherwise you wouldn't even be gathering these connections, gathering these stories and being able to be of service. If you can be of service or be your recipients of service. Yes. So, and of That's- course the walking slows it all down so that you can have more opportunity for that, but you also have to be in a mental place, an emotional place, a spiritual place to say, yeah, we're going to be aware of what's going on. We're going to make connections. I love that you guys are doing that. And it says a lot about the kind of people that you must be in order to start making these instant connections, for lack of a better phrase, because they're kind of instant, right? It's not like you're going to hang out for 10 days (laughs) or three months and work as a part-time job and then get to know people. Yeah, that's huge. And that was a lesson that I had to learn on my mission multiple times. I'm still trying to learn it, which is there's a saying as, as missionaries that don't be so quick to go off to your next appointment that you miss opportunities to meet people. Right. And so that's been kind of a struggle between all of us where we're like, I don't, to be honest, I don't want to be walking out East in November, December, I would like to be in a place where, right, like, I mean, this is already pretty hard on you, like, physically, but then emotionally and spiritually, this is really hard, because you're, I mean, and, and then no one's asking us to do this, right, so yeah. I'm not, I'm not trying to complain, but it's like, I'd like to be in a place where we can enjoy the holidays, right, and we're not just walking, but if that's what we have to do, because we're experiencing these amazing miracles, then so be it, right, mm-hmm. but like, we want to create some urgency, but at the same time, I feel like the biggest lesson I've been learning this year that God has been, um, you know, showing me is the lesson of letting go, right? Letting go of expectations and fully putting faith in God and what he wants. I think we've all been learning that lesson quite a bit in 2020. If we haven't been, uh, if you live on this planet for any amount of time, uh, (laughs) you definitely get that lesson, but this has been a big lesson of 2020 for sure. Um, so one thing I wanted to say to answer that question really quick, just to slip it in, like how, how these instant, how these instant connections are made. First of all, like I would say half, if not more are people coming up to the guys or coming up to us and like offering their service. So a lot of it, it just draws these salt of the earth people out. Like they choose, we have, you know, a hundred, hundred cars will pass and maybe one or two will stop. So in a way, these connections are brought about by people singling themselves out and offering their friendship to us. But in another way, um, I remember, so yesterday even, it's, it's kind of fresh. We went over someone's house in the small town of Lund, Nevada, and she showed us her horses, and she talked to us about her Air Force career. Shout out to Mary, and she made us cookies, and we just had a great afternoon with her. <laughs> and when you're on the road with the same three people, A, it's amazing, but B, it's also nice to have other company. And so like for all of us, it's nice to kind of mix up the social circle. And it was really nice to just spend an evening with her and kind of hear her, hear about her life. And I was like, Paul, how did that happen? We don't even know Mary. I think she like is one of the hotel owners at this little motel that we're staying at. And he was like kind of scratching his, he's like, well, I don't know what I did. He's like, she just said that she liked horses and I asked all about her horse. I said, well, we like horses. And like, 
He's like, I guess I was just interested in what she was interested in. And she wanted us to come by and see them. And so I think, I think if anything, we're not perfect at that, but I think opportunities that we've received, um, and I'm more shout out to Paul on this one. Like he, he has a way of taking an interest in someone else's interest. And, uh, and I think that opens the ground for them to want to get to know us. And honestly, that is key, right? Um, seek first to understand and then be understood. That's a Stephen Covey thing. Yep. I've always loved, yep. you know, it's not about me. It's about you. Like, tell me about, let's find out about you. Let's find out about what interests you, what makes you tick, who you are. Um, that is so cool. Uh, wh why don't you guys go ahead and just tell us a little bit about the logistics, what day you started, where you are now, when you hope to get to DC, and then share with us maybe just a couple of highlights each one of you um, have experienced so far. Awesome. Yeah, so we started this journey on June 24th, um, and then we are currently, we're like, what, 40 miles outside of Lund, would you say? Yeah. So, you know, we've, we've had some, some times we're going through Yosemite that's kind of slowed us down. Um, walking through the desert is obviously a big challenge because you're fighting against the heat, and, you know, it just seems like these other things that start to pop up um, will come up and we have to learn how to deal with it. So any other logistical things that you want to mention? I mean, yeah, the they started on the 24th in San Francisco. They're, the deadline gets pushed back a bit every time. Yeah. You know, we, that's been a struggle for us to readjust our expectations and deadline, but tentatively December through, I don't know, March at this January, point. I mean, January. I mean, it'd be really cool, honestly, to be in D.C. by the inauguration. Ooh. And then the other thing we want to mention is so – it is San Francisco to DC, but as like a, a bonus, we're going to be walking down um, to Virginia Beach um, to, so that way it's coast to coast, right? More on that later, more yeah. on that later. That's a little teaser, but yeah, for the most part, it's DC. Yeah. I gave birth to my first child in DC. I love that whole part of our country as well. You guys are, that's so cool. Oh, is that right? Yep, yeah. love DC. Lived there for about eleven years. Yeah, right outside the DC Beltway in Virginia. Okay, so now, both of you, kind of tell me what you've learned and what uh, what you're holding close to your heart in terms of the connections that have been made so far. Mm. Um, okay, I'll start, and then I'll let James close this one up. I think. Um, the experiences I've had have been a bit different because I haven't been on the road quite as much as the guys, but what stands out to me, I think, um, I'll let him tell some experiences early in the trip, but I'll just cover more recently. So as we've been in Lund, um, we had like Sunday, so we came into town and someone that the guys knew from, um, so like happened to be passing by on the road, saw them, hooked us up with a cousin, like so much of this has it's either serendipity or a miracle, right? And I think, you know, you have to live like Albert Einstein said, either everything is a miracle or nothing is. And so we're all kind of choosing that everything is a miracle. And he happened to have a cousin in this little middle of nowhere, you know, 2,500 person town, if that. Um, and her name is Anne, really, really amazing woman. And uh, without even knowing us, without really having much to go off of, except the recommendation of her probably somewhat distant cousin, you know, she she invites us into town. She says, do you want me to cook for you? Can you want to come over for dinner? We came over. She cooked for us. We sat in her kitchen. She talked to us about, you know, her life. And then the next day we went to church, um, same ward as her. And she's like, Hey, you guys coming over for lunch? I'll, I'll cook you something again. So we find ourselves in the middle of her backyard with like 
her kids and her grandkids and we're grilling stuff and the neighbor girl is over and they have horses and it's just like it kind of puts a smack dab in the middle of an experience that we didn't even earn you know we haven't worked for these friendships they were just given to us and it's such a a highlight for me like that those are the pinch me moments when I'm like I'm in the middle of nowhere with someone that we didn't know 48 hours ago and we're being treated like family and these are just experiences that are just the amount of gold in those personal connections and how loved you feel and how how amazing it is to see people have that level of humanity for you even when they don't know you but just to be willing to get to know you like that for me is where a lot of the money is and the value in in what we've been doing so those those kinds of experiences are precious to me that's awesome um james yes same thing so Yes, the, the highlight for me so far has been um, learning, really learning to follow promptings. Um, now, whether you want to call it like um, like the spirit or like your own inner guidance, whatever it is, um, we had this experience um, a couple weeks ago where Katrina and I talked about getting sushi as a way to reward ourselves for getting through California, right? Well, <laughs> the funny thing is there's no sushi out here where we are, so not even in Tonopah, so we're like, um, we had this offer to so my mission president and his wife, they live in Vegas. And they said, oh, you guys are welcome to stay here. Well, the thing is, Vegas is out of the way, right? right. So Paul, Paul had decided we wanted to get onto the sleeping schedule where, you know, we um, were sleeping during the daytime and then walking at night, right? So we were both kind of like trying to decide what do we do. So they, Paul said, James, you know, we'll let you make the decision. So I'm in this kind of awkward position where like I really want sushi but I also understand where Paul's coming from and this has been kind of a common thing for um, decision making right where you know it's it's hard because it's not like one is right or one is wrong but I said let me just sleep on it so I slept on it and I just had this feeling like you know there's there's something there's something we have to do down there um, not just going to see um, my mission president the Albrights but we decided to go right and you know, so we're driving down there and we pull over because I'm going to take um, the, the wheel and drive the rest of the way. We go to this little store and they sell a bunch of beef jerky there. And um, I'm, I think I'm in the restroom. And then Paul and Katrina started talking to this guy named Cyril. And this nicest, nicest guy. And he's talking about what's going on in the world and, and just how he wishes he could take away the pain of the world and and you could just tell he's, this is the salt of the earth right here. This guy just cares so much, right? But then we start talking to him and, and it seems like there's this really awesome connection. Like he kept on mentioning that we almost like we knew each other before we came here. He's like, I recognize you guys when you came in. I don't know where I've seen you, but I know you. Man. So, so we're, we're having this conversation and um, then Katrina gets this prompting. What was your prompting? I kept on getting this prompting to tell him about the pre-existence and how he lived with God before. And I was like, well, that's weird. We're in this beef jerky shop in the middle of alien country and people are walking in. So I was, you know, I hadn't done a missionary moment in a long time. So I kept on delaying it. But finally, we got to this point in the conversation. I'd gotten the prompting twice. I'd ignored it twice. And he was like, man, you know, I'm just looking for the truth. And we're all like, yep, yeah. And I was like, okay, I can't take it. Like, we have it. We know what it is. We have to tell you. I was like, you know, God wants you to know that you were, you lived with him before. I said, we're all, you recognize us because you've seen us before. We're brothers and sisters and we lived, we lived with God before. We're down here on earth to find our way back. And the point of being here on earth is to find Jesus Christ, 
to find our way back and to be with each other again. And, and his eyes filled up with tears. He's like, you guys, thank you so much. It was like, I was looking for that. Like I knew I had to do something. And now I know like my way to go back. Like I have to get back to Jesus Christ. That's who it is. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad you stopped by. Thank you. And it was like, whoa. Yeah. And he kept on saying that he kept on saying at the end, he's like, I know what I need to do. I know what I need to do. And, yeah. and that's coming back to Christ. And the, the interesting thing is, so apparently he was, in, he'd been to prison. He had kind of like a rough background, but um, the point of that, of sharing that story is that, um, you know, we wouldn't have been able to have that amazing connection and we don't know the kind of impact. A lot of times, most of the time, we don't know the impact that we make. A lot of times it's just planting seeds. Fortunately, we're able to see some of that seed, sprout right and see the, some of the fruits of that because we built this amazing connection with him and he gave us what he calls holiday hugs that's his last name holiday and so he gave us these holiday hugs and <laughs> we exchanged contact information yeah it was really amazing it was a very sweet experience and then of course we went down and, and we stayed with my mission president and you know we did a little fireside with his children grandchildren and that was a very sweet experience because um they were just really inspired but um so, so there was that experience. I just want to um, share one last thing here, this, this miracle that happened. Um, and that is, uh, we were, this was a couple weeks ago, we were walking the desert. I think Katrina went into town to get some supplies. And I was about a half a mile ahead of Paul. And I was running out of water. I brought as much water as I could, but I just went through it, right? And I'm not sure when Katrina, I was hoping that she'd be, you know, to us in the next hour. But I remember calling my dad and telling him and asking him, would you please pray that, you know, someone will pull over and give me water. And we're in the middle of nowhere. This is like, literally, we're like 30 miles away from the nearest rest stop where there's water, right? Mm-hmm. And your mind starts to go to all kinds of funny places when you're walking in the heat, 2 p.m., right? And it's just, we- it's funny because like, I was thinking like here, I mean, there are cars that are driving past, but I said this prayer and I said, you know, Heavenly Father, either magically fill my bottles up with water, send someone to me with water or just help me get through this and shortly after that this guy pulls up in a nevada department of transportation vehicle and comes out and gives us a a gallon water and so um all i can say is that god is very aware of each of us and he's going to provide for us what we need in that moment and this experience i mean we're only what like not even 500 miles in close to 500 and this has changed my life profoundly um, it's helped me draw closer to God and, and to other people and to myself. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's not just life changing for you, but just sharing your experiences are touching people as well. And so thank you. Thank you for this walk. Thank you for being so open hearted and open spirited and for seeking connection and wanting to share, to share of yourselves with others and thank you for walking for peace no seriously right um so where can people go to continue to watch your journey and by the way before you say that um it'd be super cool if we checked in i think like maybe around late october first part of november and see see what you're feeling at that point of the journey so i think we should make a date for that what do you guys say? Yes, yeah, we would love that. That would be awesome. Be We're really hoping cool. at that point we'll be um, in the Midwest, somewhere like maybe Indiana or Ohio. <laughs> we'll see. But um, 
Yeah, that, that sounds great. So cool. Um, in the meantime, though, where do people go to follow your journey and to see your posts? Yeah. That's great. So we have a website. Katrina has been awesome at helping us put that together. It's walkforpeace2020.org. And then that's the same on social media, walkforpeace2020, um, spelled out for. Um, so on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, um, Twitter, but we're mostly active on Facebook and Instagram. So those are the best places to connect with us. Um, and then, yeah, on the website, we have a place where um, if you feel drawn to donating or supporting us in any way you can that would be awesome we all of us have chosen to put our careers on hold um, to do this to dedicate our time and energy to this um, so we have patreon links venmo all that um, and so that's a great way to connect with us okay that's gonna be awesome all right and we're gonna talk with paul shortly as well and here's paul Hey, so it's good, Paul, that you have joined us, yay. I know you were busy doing the driving leg earlier, so now you're with us. And we've talked with both James and Katrina about just the impetus behind this crazy, wonderful, amazing, never, I was going to say never ending. It kind of is going to be a never ending. <laughs> because it's going to affect you. It's going to affect the rest of your life, right? But um, it will have an end to it. Tell me what do you feel in your heart is the, the thing that you hope to accomplish from your walk for peace 2020? Ooh, that's a good question for me. Honestly, it comes up, it comes down to my why the, the same thing that drives me, that drove me to do the, the hike in the first place. Um, you know, it, it really coalesces. I mean, it's, it's aptly named, right? Walk for peace. Um, when we first, you know, when James and I, and, and I'm sure he may have mentioned this, um, when we first came up with this idea, you know, it was amidst, you know, uh, blackout Tuesday and rioting chaos, COVID-19 being essentially feeling forced to stay in our homes, um, coerced in a way. Um, and, and for me, there was a lot of peace lacking in society and peace lacking in the news um and so for me this is a way of bringing peace into my own life increasing raising my level of peace raising my frequency of uh, of peace and and really focusing on being more accepting focusing on being um more loving and more kind that's something i definitely feel like i have a, a need to work on it's it's a it's something i want to work on and and the hope the hope and the prayer is that um people will see not that i'm not that i'm being some kind amazing guy but hopefully people will see the kind acts that we're highlighting of people that we come in contact with along the way and that will inspire them um to be more kind inspire them to be loving almost like as a reminder like this dude our society our our um country our communities are full of good kind incredible people and we have met so many of them we have had so many amazing experiences man you guys have and you're not even you know i don't know what percentage of the trip you are but started in california in nevada right now so you're still in a small percentage and already amazing thing right and i love that you said mm -hmm. more accepting and kind and loving because every person that you guys stop and take the time 
to connect with and you're really seeing, they're gonna, they're gonna know that, they're gonna feel that. You guys will, you have already understood that connection. Can you just like share maybe one of those connections? James talked about um, a little bit, he didn't go into a lot of detail, but you've got it on your Facebook blog as well, but um, there were the two ex-convicts that you guys met and then there was also this yeah. this family that stopped and, and gave water. Um, mm -hmm. You can talk more about those or you can tell us a little bit more about someone that you feel you've connected with who you really saw. Maybe that yeah. was different for you. Yeah, so um, honestly, the, the first person that comes to mind and, and Steve and Juanis were incredible. Um, you know, and, and the, the family, the Ender family, they were, they were amazing. Um, the, the, the very first person and this, she has probably had the most indelible impact on me just because it, it was lesser words, um, which are powerful and speak really strongly to me, but it was more her actions. And that was, uh, Tammy D'Antonio. We met her in Groveland, California. She was um, I would say she's by far been our biggest trail angel. She is just this, this woman who experienced a lot of pain and suffering at a young age and just sort of took it upon herself to become this saint. She is a saint. She's an angel. She's a, um, a heavenly gift. She's a gift. God's gift to earth. As far as I'm concerned. she, she basically, she, she saw what we were doing. Um, and, and just in a very intuitive and a very perceptive way said, huh, the, what this, this young man seems different than most. Um, and she asked, she's like, what, what is it you guys are doing? Like, tell me about this. And um, it was, I had sort of wandered into a grocery store for some water and a sandwich. And she just, she appreciated the way I spoke to the cashier. It was really that simple. Wow. I just said, thank you. I really appreciate it. Thank you for your help. And I called her by name. Her name is Amber. Um, I said, Amber, thank you so much. I really appreciate, you know, you helping me out. Because um, Amber had helped me fix a, an issue with the receipt. And Tammy noticed that. And she came outside and she said, I noticed how kind you were to her. And I just want to ask, like, what can I do to help you? I own a hotel here in town. What? And I said, well, Tammy, I mean, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I said, I mean, you can put us up in your hotel. and." And she was just, she, she was so like instantly sort of just um, forthright and came, she came across as a mother figure. She just instantly like took it upon herself to take care of us. She made us breakfast. She took us out and she literally put her, put us up in her hotel that, that hasn't made profit um, eight months in eight months. She hasn't made profit. She put us up for nine straight nights. I uh, almost with like save two nights in between and uh, didn't charge us and she, and she, like she took us out for drinks just about every day she's just she's an incredible human she i didn't know i actually didn't realize humans like her existed you know what i mean like it was almost that i was just blown away um but the, and, and that's that's the the funny thing about this experience is we maybe not funny i guess you know it's uh there's no coincidences right the the incredible thing about what we've experienced along the way in, in the short month and a half is we've met people like Tammy, like we've met Tammy, we're, we're calling them Tammy's. We've met Tammy's all over and, and Stephen Wannis were Tammy's, um, you know, and we're, we're, we're staying here in, in Lund and we've met um, Anne, she's a Tammy. 
and Mary, she's a Tammy, you know, and these, just these incredible people who are so loving and so kind and they want to help us and they believe in what we're doing. She, she really like Tammy, like in a really gritty, like really like wellspring deep, deep in the soul way believes in what we're doing because the, what we believe is what we're doing isn't necessarily for us. It's not something that's like to make ourselves look good or anything like that. This is something that God, I really feel strongly God has called us to this. And we felt moved to do this, all of us did. Um, And I felt most excited, I felt probably my entire life to do something, um, which told me this is something that I I must do this, like, you know, and so. Yeah, yeah, and it's like a major major commitment. It's not like you guys are just, you know, doing this for 30 days. This is a chunk of your lives that you're committed to see this through, yeah? And we're excited to yes. check in with you along the way, um, hopefully oh. in the Midwest. And then once you get to the end of your journey too, that's going to be really cool. Um, one thing also, Paul, I wanted to ask you was what goes through your mind when you mm-hmm. meet somebody? What's the first thing you tell mm-hmm. yourself as you're trying to really see them and look at them as a child of God? Oh, that's a good question. Um, you know, Every single day, Dana, we're we're praying for angels, um, for the ministry of angels. This this is really hard. Um, I was probably about thirteen miles in today, and and I just started tearing up. Like it's it's just it's a hard thing. We're taxed. We're taxed emotionally, physically, mentally. Um, you know, walking out in the heat. Like we're trying to walk during the night, and it just hasn't been working out. And um, I don't usually. I'm not a crier. <laughs> like so. Um, so when we meet people, you know, I, first of all, I have it in my mind, like we're praying for angels and, and usually I, I like, I have a pretty good judge of character, I, I think. Um, so I don't know, within like five, 10, 15 seconds, I usually know if they're like, if they have good intentions or not. Maybe, I mean, I'm not, maybe not that quick, but within, within a few minutes, I feel like, you know, I can, and I feel like most people are good. We, we have met, we, we met one guy so far who really just gave me the heave jeeps and, and James too. Uh, before we even walked up to him, um, we both had a really just a bad feeling and he, he like lied about a couple of things and he was just sort of up to no good. Um, but for the most part, you know, it's just, it's it all, really a lot of it's on instinct and just the good, you know, and the, the, the message and the, the feeling um, you know, that the person has, oh, yeah. but like Stephen Wannis, those guys were shining. They were shining bright stars, uh, of goodness, you know, and they were giving us all these gifts and, and they had these messages for us that they felt God had placed on their hearts to share specifically with me and with Katrina and with James. It's incredible. That is so, um, yeah, cool. I mean, that, that, I could spend another hour just talking to you about just Stephen Wannis alone. So the audio cut out really quite a bit right here, and you couldn't hear what Paul was saying. But basically, there's this beautiful story of these two wonderful men that they met on the road, um, Stephen Wannis, who were both um, ex-convicts who now had, they just have so much to, to give to everybody, and they're amazing men. And they talk about them a lot on their YouTube channel and also on their website, walkforpeace2020.org. So do take the time and go listen to that. It's amazing. Is there anything else you'd like to share before we send you on the rest of your journey? (laughs) 
Yeah. Yeah. So an invitation I have for everyone listening is um, is walk with us. And and not just necessarily and I'm not talking but walk with us in your communities, walk with us in your neighborhoods, walk with us um, throughout the state. Uh, and maybe that means walking, you know, contacting local city council, town council, uh, legislators to walk for peace. Um, I believe the more we focus on peace as communities, the more we focus on peace as our as states within this nation, and the more we focus on peace uh, as a nation, the better off the nation will be, and the more healing we will experience as a nation, because it all starts with individuals. Um, what we're experiencing right now, there's a lot of chaos, there's a lot of calamity, then I believe um, the, best, the best solution for that is peace. Um, and and one, with that, one thing that just really resonates with me as I walk, um, there's many times where I'm just talking to God and just sort of pouring out my heart to him as I walk out loud. Um, and it's, it's incredible. Um, so I mean, walking, especially get out in the, in the wilderness, get out in the, in the, in the trails nearby and walk, um, you know, and, and take some time to find that peace. Cause it's there. I believe walking, like be getting out in nature, especially brings this level of peace. <clears throat> and as, as we walk along the way, we'll, we'll just pray and I'll, I'll just throw out a prayer to God and God wants to hear from us. He, you know, he wants to, to know our innermost desires and he wants to know our innermost pains and he wants to, to comfort us through it. Uh, and he hears our prayers and he answers them um, as we ask in faith, um, believing he'll, re, you know, we'll receive the things we're asking for. He, he will give us those things. Um, like to me, asking for a simple water bottle today and uh, Katrina showed up within 15 minutes of that prayer. And I asked specifically, please, God bless me that within 15 or 30 minutes, someone will give me water or that Katrina will be here. And, and she showed up. It was incredible. Um, but those kinds of things happen all the time. And, and I believe, I just believe strongly that, that God answers our prayers and he wants to hear from us. And it's, it's, it brings this amazing peace while we're walking, talking with God. Yeah. Talking with him in communing when you're just, it's just you and, and then it's just him. And you're walking out in mm-hmm. meditation. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like oh. a walking prayer. Yep. Walking meditation. It's super yeah. powerful. Walking meditation. I love that. Walking communion. Yes. Uh, well, mm-hmm. Paul, yeah. thank you so much for stepping in and, and sharing a little bit more. Um, would you mention what you'd like to invite people to, since there, are, uh, there will be quite a few people listening in the state of Utah to this podcast? Yeah. What what can they do when you guys get to Utah, which will probably be like, I guess, late August or early September, and we'll update people, but um, can they join yeah. with you? Can they come walk with you? Totally. Um, our intention is to update our website regularly. We've, we've been struggling on that um, because of service. Just we're all sort of um, it almost feels like we're burning the candle at both ends. It's, it's, it's a, it's a lot of, it takes a lot of energy to do what we're doing, but, um, the best way to sort of stay on touch, on touch with where we are and, and how we're doing is, is Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Uh, it's all walk for peace, 2020. Um, we have a website, walk for peace, 2020.org. And what we really, honestly, our biggest need right now is, is donations. Um, none of us are working. Um, I finished my job as a teacher and my last paycheck came the end of July. Um, and so I'm really tapping heavily into my savings. Uh, Katrina, you know, lost her job a few weeks, uh, a few weeks ago, like a couple weeks into what we're doing. James lost his job like a month before we left. 
And so we're all out of jobs um, and really honestly, like relying on people to help us along the way and, and praying that they will. And we've already experienced many people helping us. So you can, you can donate at walkforpeace2020.org. Um, we make sure a portion of all the all the money that gets sent to us, unless it's specified otherwise, is set aside for, you know, for acts of kindness and for charity. Um, and and it goes towards gas and food uh, and motel visits when we're not sleeping well outside uh, and supplies. Um, and then as far as walking with us, yeah, we'll be we'll be walking through August or through Utah probably yeah, around um, like the mid twenties of August. So around August 25th, I, I would imagine. Um, I'm going to try, we, we might even walk a little bit, um, like sort of a, do a little bit of a, a, a frog leap, if that makes sense. And walk a little bit in Utah while we're there for, um, for Rob's wedding, which is who's James brother. Um, but we'll see. Um, but we'll, we'll definitely keep, keep uh, our, our, our um, amazing um, supporters will keep them up to date on Facebook and YouTube uh, and Instagram and hopefully on our website with what we're doing. Yeah, you guys, I actually think you're doing a really great job because you're right. You're bringing the candle at both ends and you're trying to, you're not just trying to do the walk. You're trying to also, you know, rush through it. So you can have these experiences with people that you meet along the way and that God puts on your path. And also trying to update everybody on social media. So yeah, yeah Walker yeah. 2020. All right, we're gonna go there. And if you're listening and you feel so inclined, please go there and, and help out. Paul, thank yeah. you so much. It's been just such a pleasure to meet you and James and Katrina and to hear of what you're doing, the part that you have taken upon yourselves to really make bridges instead of chasms and mm -hmm. salute all of you thank you so much for joining us and uh god bless all of you thank you thank you dana you're welcome okay and wrapping it up now with james and katrina hey guys it was just so good to meet you and so good to meet paul and i'm just i am impressed with your dedication i'm impressed with the the people that have You've talked about following your own prompt genes, but I'm also very impressed, like you said, Katrina, with people who are seeking you out because, you know, so many cars are passing and then they're the ones that stop. And I, I want to um, just ask you one last question, which is, what is in your mind? I know when I was a missionary, every day I would pray that I would look at anyone that I met as my brother, my sister, as another child of God and just share whatever... I, I, I would just pray to ask Heavenly Father just to share whatever they needed, wh whatever it was. Um, what's in your mind when someone stops and pulls over? What's the first thing you think? Um, safety for me personally. No. <laughs> um, as a, yeah. Yeah. No, but I mean, that's, that's real. That's a real thing. Yeah. I think it's from that like you know jokes aside when we're I mean this is more a question for the guys but just quickly I'll say I think in any interaction that we have I think we all kind of send up a silent prayer that this is what it needs to be you know if we need to to take more time with someone to experience whatever this needs to be that but the experience I think we feel that the experiences that we have are kind of curated by God in some way curated by you know this higher power and that we want simply more seeking to understand what it is that we need to give in that situation and what we need to receive 
and just kind of making sure to not get in the way of that. That's what goes to my mind personally. I love that. And Katrina, just let me give you a follow-up question really quickly. Um, how does that apply to you in quote unquote real life? Ooh. Um, yeah, it's been a minute since we've stepped into real life. I think, I think, um, understanding that there is more of a um, divinity to things that happen in real life than I sometimes assume. You know, things don't just happen willy-nilly and will in real life and yet so inspired on the trip. I think the more that we seek for that inspiration, the more we have more coincidences that aren't coincidences and that to, to probably pay more attention and, and I guess in everyday interaction to just to realize that it's so rare that we the inner interface with any pretty much the odds of us interfacing with any one particular person on the earth are so small that at a certain point we kind of have to imagine that it's for a reason you know that we meet the people that we meet for a reason and to to not be blind and ignorant to the fact that there might be something there i love that james you know for me this um there's so many lessons that you can learn from this doing this kind of thing this has really taught me to be more empathetic. And so with that, each time I meet a person, or as much as I can, I try to remember that each person I meet is experiencing pain in some way. And all of us are, are searching for answers to questions in our own lives. And um, I'm just hoping that I can be a vessel or a tool in God's hand um, to somehow be a blessing in that person's life and to share love or you know any of the talents or gifts i've been given be a resource for people and so i use that as like a motivator and um that's it especially hit me this one day um we're walking early in the morning and um i was listening to a podcast um with tim ballard and lewis house from the school uh, of greatness right those guys yeah and i love i love lewis house and i love tim ballard i love what he's doing he's yep. making a huge impact huge and i'm hearing I'm hearing these stories of Tim rescuing these children, these innocent children who are um, being trafficked. Right. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, cause you, I mean, when you're doing something like this, like it sounds hard, but like when you're actually doing it, it's really hard and you have to find something really deep that gets you there. Like it, it's, this can seem so overwhelming. Right. So the thing in the back of my mind is there is someone in the next city. There's someone in Columbus. There's someone in DC that's depending on me that's you know maybe and I sometimes I kind of play this trick in my mind like what if that was my own child that you know is in pain and needs me to rescue them and so that's what helps me keep going is having this this uh, mindset that um, God is placing these people before me and I have the ability to help them I love that I love that you guys are have that mental mindset and also, just really seeing them, letting them feel that they're being seen by you. Because you're going to be meeting so many other people from all walks of life. And some of them, Katrina and, and James, I would, I would venture to say, are not going to be pulling over from the side of the road, but you're going to meet them in other ways. Right. Maybe it's not even going to be their choice to pull over, mm -hmm. but it's going to happen. And being able to meet them yeah. where they are and really see them, just really kudos and thank you, thank you, thank you, you guys for doing this. Yeah. Um, can I just say that that's why we, that's why I, I try as much as possible to wave to people, even the truck drivers, right? <laughs> I don't know what they're going through. I mean, you think about these truck drivers that drive across the country. I mean, 
you know, so you're right. Absolutely right about people being seen. I love that. Yeah. And also there's another quote that's always been one of my favorites. And this is kind of what you guys are doing too. It's a James M. Barry quote. He's a, if you don't know who he is, he wrote Peter Pan, wrote several other plays, but he, he, he's credited with saying, always be kinder than necessary. Hmm. And the, the, Im- wow. the implied rest of that is that because we never know, we never know. Like you mentioned the pain that someone's feeling. We don't know. It's, it's, it's there though. Someone, all, we all need kindness. Wow. So thank you guys Beautiful. for being no, thank kind you. necessary. Thank you. Thank you. And I wish you all very well, safety and love and energy and blessings and protection and God's grace to all of you guys. Thank you so much for being here. Thank and you. Thanks, Anna. And la- one last time, just where can we go? Walk for Peace 2020. Peace. Yeah. Dot org and walk for peace that same handle on across all social media accounts facebook tiktok instagram maybe even twitter but mostly the first three <laughs> thank you so much god bless thank you thank you, you dana and thank you friend for listening and thanks to james and paul and katrina once again just for sharing their hearts and sharing their story and i hope that you'll share their story with others as well Remember to send a link or like or subscribe or write a review on Apple Podcasts or anywhere that you listen to your podcasts. I so appreciate that. And you can go to thespiritualcaffeine.com for more information and show notes and links to Walk for Peace 2020. And also, if you want to just shout out a message to me, it's thespiritualcaffeine at gmail.com. Thank you again, friend, for listening and have a fab day.